listening to the Derek Asante Podcast, also known as DAPS, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. I just aim to keep the discussion above the average. My guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm your host, Derek Asante, and you tuned in to episode 10 of the DAPS show. Today, we're continuing the conversation we started last week with uh, Mr. Smith, and uh, we're diving in a little bit deeper. So we hope that you can tune in and continue um, to support this. Now, our convo with John, um, you know, as he continues to drop some gems on us and some rich content on various topics. However, in this episode, we're going to address a lot of topics and issues with economics as well as commerce. Okay. Now, before we dive in, though, uh, just a few house cleaning um, things that I want to mention. If you haven't done so already yet, please download the Podbean app and search DAPS, D-A-P-S, for the show so you can follow us and also get involved in the conversation while at the same time getting reminders on our latest episodes. Okay, so make sure you download that so that you can get in on the conversation and uh, get reminders on our next episodes once we drop them. Again, if you haven't noticed, it's every Monday we drop an episode. All right, so stay tuned with us um, and uh, let's get right into this conversation. Everybody should be learning and it's one of my deepest flaws is like, you know, finances. I'll put that out there. So um, hold like, on, I want to throw something in there. Since you said finances, financial literacy, I know that's where you're probably going to lean into. My question though is, the impact it has on a community that's lacking that literacy. And then earlier you mentioned a community that was thriving because they're all connected. So if you have a community that's lacking financial literacy, what would that look like if they were trying to become that community that you described with the soccer and all those programs and the businesses that were intertwined and they were, you know, flourishing. So one community, let's look at Lawrence Heights. We're lacking that, right? since the beginning of time um now you look at another community i don't know uh, more i don't know rosedale i'm not familiar with rosedale but let's say rosedale <laughs> that keeps sucks, man. <laughs> come on pick another community <laughs> no, no. give me another one you're the one looking after these communities give me one that's doing really well right well yeah i know i, I know what you're saying like if you have you know um but okay let's just let's look at um, the reality of the numbers okay. and of the life situations in order for you to have, um, and, and, and Lawrence Heights has a plethora of, and in areas like Lawrence Heights has a plethora of, uh, business happening, but whether that business is anchored by, you know, and connected to legitimate or legitimized business practices. Right? That's one thing, yes. That's another thing. Yeah. So the the sense of business and commerce is is there. Like you tell me you, you know, yeah. you it's, lived it. Yeah, it's always been there. I was just a passenger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so you know it's there. Yeah. You know that and that's 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 the that's the untapped it's it's like um the, the, the when I heard this description about like um, like 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 Africa 
right? Mm-hmm. And 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 um, and other parts of the world, Africa, South America, uh, uh, India, and, and people describing parts of Africa as being, uh, or or Africa in general as the the, the uh, being poor. No, Africa is rich. Oh, yeah. Like that's where all the minerals and resources for the world. We wouldn't have cell phones if the <laughs> we didn't mine the minerals. Yep. The people are kept poor. Yep. The majority of people mm-hmm. are kept poor because of their economic institutions, uh, you know, the legacy of colonialism, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you will marginalize people, keep people perpetually marginalized, slave, even going back, you know, further transatlantic, you know, slave trade, all of those type of things, right? If you look at the history of colonialism, it came with corporations. Yeah. Everywhere you had a British whatever, whatever company. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And as they carved of Africa, I'm sure Portuguese had their company names and whatever. And the mm-hmm. Germans had their company names. So it's all intertwined. So I, I just think that if you have a community that you have, you know, commerce happening, mm-hmm. because it's happening, because yeah. you go over to this building and you know who is going to do your hair, yeah. you go over that building. And you know who's going to, you know, uh, make the food for the barbecue. You go over there and somebody's going to be doing your taxes, right. you know, and yeah. it's all connected. And there's lots of communities like that. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is um, in the past, uh, as, as as a society is developing, depending on where you are coming from, then there are actually vehicles for you to say, okay, set up your business here, you know. Or the rent was lower, or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. And 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 then you you know you'd build those little um, enclaves where you'd have those businesses and those businesses grow. And there's they actually are still there, um, but it's harder now because uh, and it and it has been for the last thirty years. Um, uh, kind of like a lack of investment mm-hmm. uh, in sussing out those businesses because those were there be those developed internally within areas like Lawrence Heights um, because you couldn't, you know, find that or get the loan right. to get the office space yeah. to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And if you couldn't get the loan to do the, get the office space to do whatever, uh, or it was in the area, because if you look at Lawrence Heights, it's changing with revitalization, but mm-hmm. Where the where are the um, shops? Where are the you know that yeah. was that was part of the the plan in there was to make this community like Regent Park was called like the Garden Community or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know without the economic infrastructure like the actual physical uh, um, uh, uh, infrastructure, right? So if you don't have any um, spaces where you can have shops. In walking distance, yeah, you know, I look at the grid downtown, like mm-hmm. or, or or south of Eglinton. If you look at the the the, um, it, it actually is a grid for most neighborhoods because it's all straight up lines, yeah, right. That's the first thing I tell you in Lawrence Heights that you know it's it's circular, yeah. So it, it wasn't built for people to stop, to park, mm-hmm. to step out to a storefront, yeah, right. Whereas if you're at I don't know. Um, Dundas and and 
whatever street runs right, <laughs> Ossington, right. Dundas and Ossington, and you look block to block, you're going to see storefronts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and then you have the spaces, everybody that, that, that was a that became a business owner in Lawrence Heights um, had to move their business out in order for it to find legitimate space. Right. right? right. Everybody that was an artist had to leave. Mm-hmm. Right. Very few artists stayed. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately everything else flowed with that, you know, academics, there's mm-hmm. no, like, again, you look at it, you're either going 45 minutes North or half an hour south yeah. um, to post-secondary, mm-hmm. and sometimes an hour and a half east, yeah. you know, yeah. um, or an hour and a half west to post-secondary. Mm-hmm. And you look at that middle part of the map, and you say, okay, if you really do want to ensure that there's growth, uh, then you plan, but the, the neighborhood was never planned for that. Yeah. Now... There's an opportunity to change that, but it was never planned for that. And that was a story across not only Toronto, but municipalities across North America and across the world, mm-hmm. right? You will create that space for those people because at that time, like with the Regent Park story, it's to move people out of the tenement slums into a more um, planned community. But what was not planned for in those communities, because it was social housing, and and even despite that, uh, was, you know, the commerce wasn't planned to be embedded within the community. Right. And, and so I would say the commerce developed despite that, but it couldn't be anchored there. Right. Right. And now we have a more corporatized society where that commerce has to be a part of a collaboration that includes, you know, multiple levels in terms of like, you know, corporations in order to support the space development for, you know, that local commerce to happen on top of it, the education and the other pieces, because again, um, school board, Ontario school boards just started teaching literacy. Yeah. In grade, what, nine or something like that? Yeah. So, you know, so if you didn't learn it from, you know, your auntie or your uncle or your father or your mother, where are you going to learn it from? That's right. And again, if you have people in transition, whether they're originally are coming from, you know, the, the, the Maritimes and then they're coming from... Um, you know, all parts of the world, Caribbean, South America, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, so uh, when I look back, I say in order for, uh, for you to actualize your assets, then you need to have that connection that you actually are bringing in assets and you're not a burden, which hasn't always been the approach to people in social housing. And I own that, uh, experience as well, because, I grew up in uh, Ontario housing right, right. <laughs> when it was social housing and T- before TCH, it was called TCH was Ontario housing. Yeah. And, and then, you know, lived in co-ops 
and you know uh for a time on my own home right yeah and you know now i'm a renter you know so went through the gambit of all of it but um i understand the 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 if you think structurally that people are a burden and a deficit you're not going to invest that you know what i'm saying right so again the implicit bias uh, that is part of, you know, that um, institutionalized marginalization, racism, oppression that's there. Um, now it's part of the discourse. Now people are actually saying it exists. Mm-hmm. So we have an opportunity to actually shift some structures around it. Right. But I get back to your question. No, no, no. I have no. You answered my question. Now my other question I have is. You 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 just mentioned a little bit of it. Group economics can that be a tool or or I guess an idea or a structure that we can use to actually seize the moment, like as far as moving forward. Always has to be. You can't do anything on your own, right? I mean, but, but I, how do we get people to understand it and then take you know be be involved by taking the actions required? So you know what I I I think um, so I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, it makes sense. Yeah, but I do know that um, uh, um, there are a lot of little small pockets, small nodes of people who are coming together, right, mm-hmm. or have yeah. come together yeah. uh, for their own benefit, and 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 within you know, African, Black, and Caribbean communities, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The the thing that I think that is a challenge, um, it's not even um, proximity. Proximity can be a challenge, but and has been a challenge. Because when you have people dispersed over a large geography, yeah, right, then that can be a challenge. But I think the bigger challenge is, is like the intersection of all the different like institutions, so family institutions, so are your families connected, right? Right. Uh, faith-based, are you connected to a similar type or does your faith-based, because, you know, yes. um, that plays a role. Yeah. Um, that's another institution that's helped um, groups to propel in terms of saying, okay, we all have a common belief. We might not believe the same exact thing, but we have a common belief, and we're connected to those institutions. Plus, we're connected to our own cultural and linguistic practices, right? Mm-hmm. And then space becomes, in terms of proximity, becomes less of an issue because you know which, um, you know, and I say faith-based because not everybody's going to a church. Right. Right? But, you know, um, so... When that's a factor, and that is also connected to the economics and the social recreational, then that that that's a big difference. And I don't think we've 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 even touched on like the role of like ethnocultural organizations, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 the importance of that too, right? Because you know your culture, your language, uh, all of that. Um, and, 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 and again, diaspora, right? Yeah. So you'll find that there are, 
use that term enclave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost like an othering statement. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they're in that enclave. <laughs> um, but it, 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 you know, it's a reality that people will connect on in in terms of their faith in specific areas. People will connect in terms of their commerce in specific areas. Mm-hmm. You know, then you have a, a series of shops that get open in an area. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, and that also should be connected to the social recreational in terms of whether it's a, a you know, a sports organization, whether it's your, you know, take an example, the Domino's group or whatever, yeah. whether it's, a, you know, a, a book club that's connected to, um, and I don't know if there's any, <laughs> I'd love to see if there was a debate club, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, different types of pursuits and activities. Um, I once had a discussion with a, 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 an individual that was connected to, I think he played either vice president or president role in a, a cricket association. Mm. Uh, and so cricket association is very interesting. It's an interesting uh, thing because, you know, and even though cricket is very popular in the Caribbean, it's not popular as much with uh, a younger generation of, yeah. of Caribbeans that have come up. Mm-hmm. But it's very popular with South Asian youth, mm-hmm. and 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 um, and so there is a connection there. The South Asian youth that from the Caribbean, South Asian youth from geographically, you know, different uh, that part of the world, yeah. and. And you have a Canadian Cricket Association. And and what was interesting is that, you know, talking to this individual, person of color, right, South Asian background, and then he's saying one of their biggest issues is just they're in a competition with the soccer and the baseball. Because baseball is prominent everywhere, and soccer is like second in terms of the ownership of fields. Right. Mm, yeah. And then it's about like as new space is being developed and old spaces are being unused, ensuring that the cricket association. So like a lot of this has to be strategic, but it's grounded in an association. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's already there. Right. And that association is something that you just go to because you need a job. It's something that you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Right. It's part of your identity. And when something's part of your identity, it's always easier for you to build on it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, I I I I think um if you if you look at like restaurants, restaurants and food uh, you know, are part of every cultural identity, right? Mm-hmm. But it's how those restaurants are connected with the other parts of the business sector. Right. Are they connected with the, you know, um, local unions that will have, you know, a higher percentage, whatever the union is, um, a percentage of people uh, from the African diaspora, right. Right? right? You know, so that when they need a caterer, they go to that, these groups of restaurants. Mm-hmm. And that's way, that's how you have the circulation of, 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 uh, of, um, wealth but um i don't believe the hype that all the wealth is centered in the community um to say uh that i don't have data for you 
but even in the states there's there's like you know some i was listening to some um really critical analysis of this whole idea that oh if we only shopped we you know uh you know in our areas we have all this buying power but you still need the policies and you still need the investments that those other communities have had from the federal and and, and state governments yeah. in the state yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you can't just say, okay, I'm just going to buy my bread, you know? No, no, you need the politicians, you need all those institutions yeah. to be and, on board and, and supporting that. Exactly. And so I think it's it's like if um, now that there are windows opening in terms of all of these areas of equity, it's how do you build sustainable, you know, uh, um, not only relationships, because, of course, relationships is capital, um, that, that book's coming out in 2030, but, um, <laughs> 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 uh, but I, I mean, uh, I, and, and, uh, all, all kidding aside, I have so much respect for you and other authors that, 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 that have like put out like, uh, books and there's a lot of young people, uh, younger people mm-hmm. that I see that uh, are, are doing the same. That's that is so needed as well because you need to have your words and your ideas and your thoughts out there yeah. and written and down. So I, I'm 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 playing around, but uh, I'm playing around for me and my own deficit. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you need that intersection of all those different areas, and you need supports from the municipal and provincial and federal supports as well because um i i'm i'm not for this idea of we can do it all on our own because that that has shades of individualism embedded in there um and and on top of that individualism is that whole um ah uh uh there's a, 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 there's a term that fails me right now, but oh, politics of respectability, mm. right? Because the, with that individualism, it's like, oh, so and so of character and blah blah blah, and you know, his, his belt is completely on his waist, you right, know, <laughs> right, 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 right. Wears nothing but cotton shirts, yeah, with yeah, starch <laughs> collars, and like, yeah, huh? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, you know. I, I don't have to like once we put all those other things of of like this this respectability conformity type of thing, yeah. then then I think we lose an understanding of what inclusion is. Yeah, and and we lose an understanding of what history is. Right, because you know. Um, but even we only be, we only been wearing pants for who we call <laughs> pants for a few hundred years, but for about I don't know fifty thousand years we were wearing you know different things. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. but it, it's, <laughs> I mean, from a logical stand, it just doesn't make sense. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't be sustainable anyway because you're you're gonna be recycling the same money, and there's no growth in that. Yeah, well, you see, that's 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 it. You need to have investments. Like the whole idea of investments is not it's not only coming from one place. Right. It's coming collectively. And as much as we got numbers 
in some places. We don't have enough numbers to say, oh, it's only blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, communities that are successful are successful in getting other people to buy their stuff. That's it. But they keep the ownership. That's right. Right? That's, that's the difference. You yeah. keep the ownership. And as that ownership develops, that ownership invests not only your stuff, but in other stuff. That's it. Because that's the whole part. That's the whole capital game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you want to be a capitalist, then you look at the principles of capitalism, right? And you try to balance them with, you know, being human. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because cause, cause capitalism itself theoretically is very raw, yeah. right? And, you know, you see, the, you see the outcomes of those who are using straight capitalist approaches every day. Yeah. Because, and you see the impact uh, of those who are using capital principle, capitalist principles without having you know, a, 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 a even a certificate, yeah. you know, or a yeah. diploma, yeah. because it's all about you buy my stuff, or I'm going to take you out of the market, and there's a hostile takeover. Yeah. And a hostile takeover is I'm going to drive by your house. Yeah. And that's a form of capitalism. And it's like a death culture, unless you put some uh, process in there, you legitimize it, and then you add on on top of that the community side to it, which we are not all extremes in anything, right? Mm -hmm. But um, we have to look at how all of these pieces kind of intersect mm -hmm. and what supports are necessary and how to cultivate those relationships um, with other bodies, corporate bodies, whether they're private sector or whether they are levels of government, in order to have sustainable long-term partnerships, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and that doesn't mean you gotta like you know wear a suit and tie everywhere, right? And, and that means you have to come collectively with a plan that everybody has is in consensus with, right? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot psychologically to get over, you know, in terms of these, you know. Let's say three, four hundred years of trauma. Right. It says every time you get in a room with power, it's all about well, I. No, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Instead of having a plan mm -hmm. prior to that, because that's all also part of it. We got to own that too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But but the, I, I you know I'm 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 saying this because we're talking about how we can mm -hmm. move forward, mm -hmm. um, and and acknowledging it's in within a context that is historically like embedded just like the snow is falling on the ground yeah. like you know if the snow was you know capitalism patriarchy white supremacy that would be a visual yeah, 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 <laughs> on yeah. a day-to-day -day basis <laughs> that you got to deal with in all forms and uh, that that's a bell hooks uh uh, phrasing there, capitalist, nice. patriarchy, white supremacy. That's when I first re read her, started reading her books. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And anyway, but um, <laughs> so it's it's like we we're we're talking within this context, knowing where we are, because yeah. I don't want to come off as like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. pull up your bootstraps. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and it, it's a challenge internally in all organizations and all institutions yeah. to move that, um, move those organizations culturally to where the people of color, the black people um, and brown people, indigenous people actually feel like 
um, they're okay to like <laughs> say, hey, <laughs> yeah. um, let's do it a little differently right. because um, who is it? Um, uh, whether it's whether it's the boys with that veil, you talked mm-hmm. about the veil. Mm-hmm. We're walking through society with this veil, or Fanon with the mask, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, black face, white mask, yeah. right? It's like we're subject to that. Like you know, somebody who hasn't been in that space cannot understand the amount of like psychological pressure and trauma. Yeah of just being in that space and always looking over your shoulder as to, am I accepted in this space? Right. 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 Even if you're in a position of power in that space, even more so. Yeah. Because the more you climb, I recognize it's not really not about like, um, the levels that you're at. No. It, 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 it's about your ability within any space. Yeah. At any time to say, Hey, I just want to speak real here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard somebody use the term "the air gets thinner the higher you climb," right? Which is a good analogy to kind of look at it. Well, yeah, it does. But you know what? It's like um, when when I see, like, okay, so what's a what's a uh, I, I'm going to pull out a Noam Chomsky reference: uh, <laughs> manufactured consent, right? Mm. Um, we like. We join organizations, and we have to balance, and everybody does, but even more people who have uh, gone through and continue to go through a history of oppression have to balance our identity separate from that organization. And I would say, like, and this, this, even in terms of your entertainment, your sports entertainment, whatever, if you over-identify with something, that's a corporate yeah. symbol. Yeah, it's wrong. It and you got to check that because yeah. that's somebody else's symbol. Yeah. And we do that all the time. We mm-hmm. do that a lot more than other people. Yeah. Right? It's like, you know, because we see ourselves there and there's a whole fantasy. Mm-hmm. And whoever is shooting a ball or running with it or, I don't know, eating it becomes <laughs> our avatar. Yeah. But that avatar and that whole space is created by, you know, somebody else and owned by somebody else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you really got to like, you know, I watch sports when I when I'm watching sports and and it's like I walk away mentally from it and I and it's enjoyment of watching it. But I can't bring myself to put money down on it. You know what I mean? Right. 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 And 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 and, you know. Um, buy a jersey when it's on sale. Yeah. I have this thing where I'm not going to put somebody's name on my back except for my own. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> hence, hence the fantasy and the avatar experience. But <laughs> but um, but yeah. That, but you know, and, and then you go and you look at what's the experience of somebody who works at a school office, mm-hmm. and I say that because. Everybody, like you know, you could you can have the police, all the cop references you can. Yeah, that that's that's one in that's one service, yeah. right? Yeah. But when you go into a medical office or you go into an education space, it's like have those. I had teachers, all of the teachers that I encountered 
uh, and it's changed a lot, mm-hmm. thankfully. But all the teachers that I encountered uh, of color and specifically a Caribbean background came from this very militaristic um, uh, uh, colonial Caribbean background. Yeah, approach, yeah. And they were very highly educated, mm-hmm. which, you know, good on them. Yeah. But the way that they, and I know what they were trying to do now is like say, hey, you got to really work. Right. But when it came off, it came off as I am in power. Right. You know, I was like, stand right. by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. H N I C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. really, are you? Are you really? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because even if you're a superintendent, are you really in charge? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in that discussion, it's it should be less about you know the pissing contest as to who out of those two black men have power and understanding that they are two black men existing in this larger system that you know unless they are populating themselves in the uh school board Mm -hmm. you know as political officials as well as administrative officials and all do have the same mindset in terms of consensus uh because a lot of us have adopted more of the individualist approach, especially, as you said, the air gets thinner. Well, Mm -hmm. the ideology that's accepted in terms of moving up is one of individualism. That's right. You know, whether it's corporate world or otherwise. And there, I've fortunately met a number of people that, you know, don't practice that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because then there's difference between individual accomplishment and, and individualism. Right. Right. Because right. uh, individualism, like, oh, I, I got here on my own. And, That's right. You know, those, <laughs> those little gutter snipes down there on the and the hood. <laughs> I know I can speak their language, but you know, they they really just got to pull up their pants. So you know, <laughs> with, with... <laughs> I'm not trying to you know impersonate anybody in particular. That's just my. You'd be doing a just, bad job with it. <laughs> that, that's just my. That's that's my Colin Powell voice, but you know. I think he's seen the light after he had he had to lie to the world to his bosses. Oh, if you God. you should like everybody needs to check out his story though, right? Like wow. you know, Jamaican immigrant family. Mm. He got into like smart as a whip, and then he. If you're going to become a four star general and you're black, or or otherwise, but even if you're black, and uh, not you know seen as African American, right? Right. You gotta have two three people take you. And put you under the wing. Same thing happened with Obama mm-hmm. in terms of the Democratic Party. Yeah. You cannot get to that level without being on the list of the four or three or whatever that gets yeah. propelled. Yeah. And then when they come to you, it's the same thing that happens in organized crime. Because mm-hmm. all institutions work the same thing. Come to you and say, hey, we want to invest in you. Mm-hmm. Because... All those positions are political positions. Yeah. You're not going to be a, a, a general mm-hmm. and just be, I know, military. It's a political post, yeah. right? Um, so it's, it's you know, you got to look at that and say, okay, what pressure is he under? Right. 
right? And ultimately, in the in 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 the, in, in one of the most important moments of his life, he gets told, "You got to toe the line and and tell the world there's some WMDs out there," mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then he did it, and it was a lie. Yeah. And and then afterwards, you know, after he leaves, there's some redemption in actually him being free enough to say, "Hey, I don't know if he came back to I lied, but at least yeah. say, be critical of." Uh, the 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 other political statements that are happening, but I don't want to get into anything orange right now. So <laughs> go back to your question. <laughs> so, well, I want to wrap it up with this question for you. Um, All right. What? Because you 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 were on it, and then you went to Colin Powell. Now, any advice you can give anybody that listened to this? Right about the importance of community relationships, um, because that statement that you made earlier, I think that's going to be your book title: "Relationship is Capital." I love it. But um, yeah, it's on my LinkedIn too, by the way. So any, <laughs> but seriously though, any advice that you can give about the importance of community and relationships for anybody that's trying to organize or propel themselves to another level? Because I think some people miss that boat. And they focus too much on that individualism aspect of things. So, you know, I, I, I'll say it this way because, you know, narrative is more powerful than anything else, right? Mm-hmm. So when you read a book and it's about a story and embedded in the story are the, you know, the ideas and principles and then the actions and the, the and outcome. And after that or through that, you have to be evaluating because everything is in that cyclical type of, you know, pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Um when a um, young man that we both know came to me and said, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm building my organization and, uh, and sought some advice at the time, I said, well, okay, who's in your inner circle? Who's on your board? And, and he's like, well, we've got this person who's related to me and that person who's related to me and, and, and the like. And I said, there's nothing wrong with that, but, your board should be a reflection of where your organization wants to go, mm-hmm. right? Not a reflection of who you are close to. Right. So the trust has to be in terms of developing relationships and reaching out to people. Visit graymilespublishing.com. Visit graymilespublishing.com today if you haven't done so already. And support your local authors of poetry and children's books. Grab a copy of my book of poems, Scriptures from the Sidewalk. If you have children or know of anyone with children, don't hesitate to grab a copy of The Best of Grey, which is a children's book today at graymilespublishing.com. Your support is greatly appreciated. Whether that resource is, and all organizations should have somebody that knows their way about around legal stuff, right? Yep. Because it's a legal entity. Another is the financial, right? And they're willing to say, you know, I don't know you, but I'm interested. And I'm interested because I like the work, I like this direction, and I want to build, you know, a professional relationship. And you have to go out and recruit them. And that means you got to be able to code switch. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to talk to different people and put your story out there and put where you're going, whether it's the elevator message, whether it's the quotes on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. whether, you know, it's your blog, 
you know right um do they people still do those um <laughs> <laughs> some people still do i'm still getting yeah. back into it so <laughs> so whatever media it yeah. is because that's how people you know you 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 know at one point with flyers right yeah, yeah. but whatever media there is you have to have a strategy to say i want to recruit like-minded people that will bring in a certain skill set to my to our what will be our organization right mm-hmm. if you're interested in because some people take a sole proprietor approach a corner store approach mm-hmm. to building an organization and I, I i think and i you know my personal opinion is that's a recipe for disaster yep because you can't even even the corner stores that you see mm-hmm. are all connected in a network of buying you know what i mean yeah behind the scenes yeah there's a whole story on like um is it is it the the, the korean shop owners they all belong to the same churches, mm-hmm. and they all came together and collectively because you buy your stuff. Everybody buys their stuff from the same places, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know. And if it if it's if it's like a fruit market, everybody Loblaws to the corner store, whatever to the flower shop, they all get from the food terminal. So if you're going in as an individual sole proprietor, you're finished. But if you have a collective buying approach. Then your ten, your five shops, then your ten shops, and then the like. Yeah. And that little thing that you do, which is also a, you know kind of like parallels organization development, you got to be doing something, whatever it is. You can't come in with a grand master plan and you're starting a, a six million dollar organization on zero money right. because right. your ideas are six million. You got to start it with, hey we can do this one hour thing or this four hour thing every month or whatever the timeline that is within your resources. And then, you know, sustainable growth is about growing it based on your resources and ability to grow, not based on popularity. Right. Right. And if you can do that and recruit some good people, the whole idea of the life camera action thing, everybody in your organization should understand and be committed to your values and the principles uh, and the mission statement and understand what that means right. as well as committed to and understand the, the, the structure of it. So if you don't have that all together, which takes, you know, the most time, right. uh, what is the stat? 80% of businesses fail because people don't have a business plan. <laughs> if you have a business plan for your organization, private sector or public, you know, for profit, nonprofit, yeah, you know, then it's going to fail. Right. Right. Because you got to be able to say, I can take this approach. Now, if you're a consultant, it's different, but you got to own, still have a business plan, still recruit because your work is going to be based on the relationships that you develop. Right. And that's how relationship is capital. Now, all those relationships, the majority of them are not going to lead to direct contracts majority of them are there because those people are going to be connecting with you because they're going to give you intel or connections that you can use. So maybe 5, 10, 15, 20%, if you're lucky, are going to be the ones that actually say, hey, something's coming up, put your name forward, you know, or because you spoke on that event there, you know, 
and every platform that you put yourself on is going to mean more exposure. But you've got to have your message as well as your ability to respond to an opportunity already set. Right. And then be agile enough to shift it if it fits within the vision, principles, and all of that stuff. And that's, 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 that's like a whole, what is it? Uh, you spend 30 grand to get an MBA. I mean, it's valuable, <laughs> but like, you know, part of it, and, and this is what, this, this is the, um, <clears throat> you sh- like, if you're in a position to do that, get it. <laughs> because yeah. that that's a level of privilege that the majority of the society will not have. Mm-hmm. And you can use that type of learning for everything that you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not in that position, then start talking to people who got MBAs. Right. <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Like, you know what I mean? If I want to know more and more about medicine, I'm not going to, you know, the shoe door. Right. You know, and yeah. now there, like, there are spaces, there are conferences, there's forums where people are speaking about everything, every different area. There, like, and I say that to uh, you know my son, it's like, his generation has more access to technology than any other generation. But it's just like the the whole thing about um, knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Knowledge isn't power knowledge power and a strategy <laughs> or knowledge enacted is power you know what i mean right, because right. you actually have to have you know a strategy do it you get you just like walk into a space and like oh i you know i've read the iliad and the odyssey <laughs> so it's like I have oh power. and did you did you did you apply right. for the job right. well i kind of missed that while i was reading you know <laughs> I uh, uh, was was reading uh, 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 was it Homer's Inferno or whatever? It's like, now they get out of the line, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it is funny, but like you got to balance both the theoretical and the practical. Yeah. Um, I think um, if, if I um, it was it's praxis. It's like where they meet, right? Right. Um, and if you actually like, regardless of what you do, because I, you know, I, I, one day I was at a conference in a, you know, outside of the space, and it's like uh, these two PhD students that were part of the conference come up to me and it's like, so you know, um, I've heard a lot about you, and what just have have a question for you? How how do you get into the city? <laughs> it's like you have a PhD and you're asking me how I get. <laughs> Wow. It's like you're not using your PhD. Nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? nope. Because the whole point is like you can't be so detached yep. in terms of your learning environment. Getting a PhD is rigorous, right? <laughs> but you've got to apply that same rigor to developing your own sort of like professional portfolio. They, and, and they don't know that. They don't teach yeah. that. No, no, nobody teaches that. That's no. just it. That, yeah. That's 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 the course that, you know, uh, I, I want to teach because basically, like, um, if you're like for me, it's community development sector, and so you become you need to become a community development practitioner. What does that mean? Well, if you were a health practitioner, would you go to conferences? Yes. Would you continually get you know certifications and upgrade in the work that you're doing? Yes. 
would you have be a part of associations? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in terms of community development, it's like, yeah, there are actual institutes out there, mm-hmm. right? You do need to invest some of your money and some of your time on a yearly basis and build your skills. You need to be a part of, you know, the conferences that are happening, you know, and I mean, they're web-based now, so you don't even have to travel, right? Right. right. And, and like continually grow yourself in terms of your practice, whether your practice is within said organization nonprofit or whether you're a consultant or combination of or whether you're working for a level of government you're still a practitioner yeah and i think that the challenge is again going full circle right do you want to nest or you know you want to you know uh, be on the perch right because if it's this position is a perch for you then you'll do that exactly because your identity will not rest within your title. My, my, you know, Lawrence Heights taught me this, like, you know, <laughs> title means nothing. Yep. Uh, you know, education in terms of uh, letters behind your name means nothing. Yeah. Who relates to you and what is their experience and how do they vouch for you? That is like, you know, if there's a basic community principle, do that. First, build those relationships, build on top of those relationships, and go back to the keep keep in circulation with those relationships, and you can build on anything, any type of uh, practice that you want to build. And in the end, whether it's a model, whether it's a business approach, whether it's a program, I, you know, people come to me and like, do you want to own this? Because if you own it, then it's yours and you move around and you, you know, that's part of the capital that you're bringing is that you have this approach rather than you thinking, I'm going to use this and somebody's going to hire me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Even if they do hire, you still need to own it. You still need to keep developing other approaches. That's it. Because that exploitation is rampant within all sectors. Oh yeah, like like uh, the whole um, you know you could be the the newest, bestest, blackest thing mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah, <laughs> yep. and then everybody wants you to be speaking on this, this, that, and this, that. And if you're not parlating that into, I don't, it's not just a position, but into your own development, right? Yeah. Then you're 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 going to be out of style in about a year or two, yeah. right? Yeah. And you haven't really moved towards a longer term strategy. To say, where do I want to be? The most uh, powerful people I've met are those who say, I want to be doing this, and this is how I'm moving through to do that. Yeah. And I'm expanding and continuing to do. It. And then I meet them five years later, and they're like, Well, I shifted to this space because I, you know, pivoted. (laughs) I I found, you know, that I'm really good at this public speaking. I'm really good at, you know, uh, this type of consulting or Mm -hmm. whatever. And they're agile that way. And uh, I I haven't, uh, you know, we could uh, uh, do a whole another hour on like, like education systems, but, you know, uh, I, I, I remember hearing this stat 
like years ago, it's like 25% of your actual education is formal, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look at all those years you spent in grade school, high school, post-secondary, it's still only 25%. Right. And that means to me is like your lived experience is the biggest teacher. Yeah. And, and it's how to position yourself in your lived experience with the academic, right? And with an academic, including any certificates and whatever. If you're doing anything and you're not upgrading your skills every few years or consistently or whatever, even in terms of self-taught stuff, mm-hmm. like, you know, I uh, haven't gotten into, like, I learned to play the drums. I love to play the drums. Mm-hmm. Djembe, um, cajon, not really good box drum. Mm-hmm. You know, I love percussion, and it opened up my ears to music after learning percussion thirty plus years. You know, yeah. into my life, I learned to play guitar. Like, yeah, I remember that. You know, I mean, it's like that expands you in the same way because music and mathematics and art it all intersects. Mm-hmm. And if you do it for yourself. <clears throat> that's the best way to do it. Yeah. So, and you cannot grow as an individual if you're not doing these other pieces, right? Yeah. That help to balance you off as an individual and less about like your title and more about you as a whole person. Um, and I'll end with like a colleague of mine is like retired recently and He's uh, not only being, like, amazing with, like, data, which, was, like, op- uh, like when uh, on the call when he was, uh, his retirement call, because we can't meet anywhere, I said, basically, I knew nothing about statistics before I met you. <laughs> mm. I mean, I, I flunked out of my stats course in university, or I or got a C or whatever. I don't know. I can't even remember. It doesn't mm. matter. Um, <laughs> grades matter, folks. But um, not on your resume. Never put on your resume. But <laughs> I can't believe I actually got one of those. But um, um, when, you know, he's known across the sector, different levels of government, international, but he's also like uh, an accomplished uh, model builder. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? You know, I have whole videos where he's at different um, conferences and forums and whatever on the models that he builds, wow. you know, and he does paintings, like, like, dudes, like, and, and um, so you always have to be the whole person yeah, and be, pers- and that means pursuing the whole part. And, and it's interesting that, you know, we met in recreation, right? Right. But what I got from that in terms of recreation is it's about recreating yourself. Yeah. That's a transformative, you know, embedded principle of recreation is that through learning, through social recreational activities, you transform yourself. Yeah. And that happened to me and continues happened to me to where I learned how to do it for myself. I don't have to go to a program to do it in a space. I could learn through a program and take it home and continue to do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, 
there's not enough said about individual artistic and uh, social recreation activities that we can get taught to do for ourselves that isn't just like group oriented, you know what I mean? Like team oriented. Yeah, yeah. Because all the data out there says that most people that, you know, you get all your exercise on your team, you're on a football team. I was there. I was on a basketball team for a minute, but that's another story. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and, and, and like all of that is team stuff. And that's harder to do as you leave those environments. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the individual things that people learn cross country, people learn play tennis and play golf, blah, blah, blah. You, those are things that in addition to, to, to being things where people are hitting you, <laughs> activities you can actually do for and people stay healthier by doing those longer term riding a bike longer term right i think that like skating uh swimming and cycling and 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 maybe throwing skiing there at least three of those i've done Uh, (laughs) and i do should be like fundamental to everybody in this society Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's those things that, and like people know how to knit, like, you know, the studies have been done on like relaxation and mental health in terms of knitting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a huge one. And, you know, so, and, 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 and let's get out of this, you know, gender normative, oh man, you know, it's, it's an activity that has been done by people. For from time immemorial, because knitting's been around as long as humans been around, we have to learn how to weave fabric. You know what I'm saying? Make a basket. Yeah. Same principles, yeah. right? So all of those type of things are out there for us to like discover and develop ourselves, and develop new relationships and new capital. You know, and and and, and that's why it's limitless. In addition to that, then. If you're fortunate and strategic, timely, all those type of things, then you can be in a position in which maybe 50% of your work you actually love to do. (laughs) 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 You know, if you get over that 50% threshold, you're feeling pretty good. And again, that's a mental health thing too. And I can't say enough of of that because it's, it's those practices of being able to be navigate different spaces um with some sense of power agency that helps us to like have some sense of you know accomplishment control ownership and not over other people over yourself right that's another thing that's actually you know i think actually killing us is our 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 sense of power we've learned through this very oppressive society that we need to take power over other people yeah. instead of learning the practices in which we can actually, um, you know, cool. regulate, yes. self-regulate ourselves yeah. first. You, and I learned that in Lawrence Heights. I yeah. saw that like looking back um, and, and, and seeing those people who actually had a chemical imbalance versus those people who are in a social setting mm-hmm. and couldn't exist without, you know, um, <laughs> playing that game, yeah, yeah. Um, big nigger. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I said that to a colleague 
at City Hall was, you know, a bunch of us, all of, uh, all black, yeah. right? So we're, uh, uh, and and we, 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 we picked and chose our time <laughs> gathering. Because, <laughs> you know, you don't want too much of a, 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 you know, what's going on over there? Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. it cool? Is it funky? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that in the hallways, right? But we talked about the, 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 the practice of big nigger, right? Mm. Which is basically like it's an argument, it's a discussion, it's a debate, mm-hmm. but you win it by being louder. Yeah. You don't win it by actually being more articulate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, and 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 I'm saying the word not because I say the word often. Yeah. I'm saying it because that's what it's called. Yeah. And in the same sense that. And I have to say, um, uh, a show like Boondocks, mm-hmm. I have to put it out there, that is, that show is for African-Americans about African-Americans. Mm-hmm. And it takes a critical lens at African-American culture. Yeah. And and they have their version of that, which is a nigga moment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think the learning there is that, you know, that's all about, like, the posturing that comes from trauma yeah. right yeah. you are first defensive yeah. and there's like you know uh, I learned from a professor years ago uh, you know in the 60s 50s 60s and 70s when black people would see each other it'd be like hello who are you how are you <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so few <laughs> <laughs> when did you get here what part of town and <laughs> to the point to where you know um uh, 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 oppressive structures within our society that that impede on our cultural development and actually exploit our trauma lead to where you can't look at some certain generations can't look at another person in the eye mm. a stranger of their same cultural background yeah. or even just skin color and look and just you know because the nod you can't do the nod mm-hmm with certain generation. Yeah. Because then it's like, yo, you know that guy? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, you know, we're not all walking around with a DNA statement saying, I'm not that guy that was in the club that stepped on your toe right. or that, you know, uh, you know, whatever. And, 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 and so a lot of that is about a sense of like, we can't deal with that trauma. And so the defensive posture is there. And, you know, without actually looking at how we use things like walking, meditation, singing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, ask yourself and listeners, <laughs> I'll say that, <laughs> you know, can you sing in your house? Right. If you have children, do they hear you sing? Do they hear you laugh? Do you play with them? You know, yeah. those type of things. That's mental health, and with a lack of that, it's 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 transferring trauma. And we know scientifically, trauma is also embedded, like in our genes, right? So we're dealing from trauma from hundreds of years trauma genetically, and then you're dealing with a social and emotional trauma that's on a day to day. And unless you find practices and you're employing practices like, what do we do? What do you do in a field? 
yeah. your thing because you know um because you got to get through an 18 hour day right <laughs> you right. know what i mean yeah. uh, and it's a, that meditation that comes with the voice and the tone all that stuff like that is powerful and if you don't do that you know and if you're not reading right yeah, yeah. you know and if you're not talking and there's no discourse because I know uncles that I've had, right? Um, and I'll put this out there. No direct father figure in the house. Turned out okay. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I, I don't want to play that other thing in terms of saying, you know, the, 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 the whole patriarchal piece. Because you're, you're the, the males in society provide examples and archetypes. And, 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 and there may be lacking in some senses in terms of physically there, um, in terms of inside the house, but yeah. the, the, the models are there, whether they're toxic or whether they're loving are there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you have to look at the whole community. You can't just look at it from a very nuclear family type of perspective. Right. That's right. Uh, even though if you do, CDC, uh, Center for Disease Control, a few years ago came out and said, well, in the United States, when it came to, you know, um, black males' involvement in their families, whether you, whether they were in their families or divorced, were higher involvement than white or Hispanic. So, like, there's a lot of things that we believe that are stereotypes yeah. that are archetypes for, you know, uh, our, our own dependency on, 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 on being uh, uh, always uh, traumatized. Right. But there are things that we're doing that we don't recognize. Yeah. All right? <clears throat> I'm not saying it's gold. I'm not saying you don't, you do need more and more mentors. I grew up without saying, without mentors from my generation, because there was nobody in that seat before in the areas that I was in, in terms of community development, uh, there, and those that I meet and I talk to now are peers, mm-hmm. they're not mentors. And even to that point, the whole idea of mentorship isn't about <clears throat> how should you say <clears throat> it isn't about somebody showing you the ropes in a job. It's about somebody saying to you, "How's your life? Mm-hmm. How are you planning your life?" Mm-hmm. And you should probably take a look at these areas here. You know what I mean? Because that's mentorship, right? So that, and I've talked to some of my peers, we have a whole generation where we created that stuff ourselves. Yeah. And we either chose to say at this point, we're going to provide that open access, Mm -hmm. or as I said, those who adopt a more individualistic uh, approach say, I'm here and you can get here too. Just work at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, what I'm talking about is balance. And what I'm talking about is everything in our world is interconnected. But you, when you look, whether it's the individual, the family unit, the communities, um, and beyond, but going back to the individual and family unit and, and, and communities, it's like, I think along with working at developing your organization, 
you need to develop your sense of agency for yourself. So how do I empower, and I really don't like using that word a lot, but when it comes to your self-empowerment, it's about am I balanced as an individual? Right. Or do I limit myself based on, you know, gender normative roles, mm-hmm. based on what I, cultural normative roles. So, right. uh, you know, I don't want to go outside. It's cold, man. Yeah, yeah, You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Our people don't do that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Our yeah. people don't jog. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the best joggers, I mean, marathon runners in the world, because they're jogging 25 miles a day in, you know, <laughs> in yeah. Central African countries, yeah. like, huh? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the other part is the sign of intelligence is your adaptability. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree with that. So we're in this society where everything we have seasons and in order for us to stay balanced we need to be moving yeah and it's not just about moving the car to the club and then dance on the dance floor which is all right with me um i'm missing that so much it's my small niche of people where i can wear anything right. including running shoes and track pants because you know i'm not i i don't like uh what do you call it dry cleaning isn't good for you for your <laughs> chemicals that's that's my rationale <laughs> yeah i need a party scene where i don't have to go to a dry cleaner afterwards oh, uh, house music okay what i can wear my pajamas <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. you know so So, yeah, interconnection, balance, um, and I'll, you know, I'll end with uh, going back and looking outside because I've been looking out the window at the the snow and all that stuff. Um, Have you ever seen that picture of of the tree where it shows the tree not only from the perspective of the trunk up, but from the roots down? And that, that you know, trees in a natural sense not on your street mm-hmm. but in a natural sense would have the same reach length in terms of reach of their roots and, yeah. as they would yeah, yeah that's that 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 is the model for living mm-hmm. because it really is how deeply below the surface that nobody sees are you reaching and stretching yeah right and for nutrients in all the different branches of your life, yeah. right? In good soil to continue to grow to what people see. Right. So when I see somebody that's just like, you know, doing their thing and, you know, they got their podcast <laughs> <laughs> and they got their poetry <laughs> and they got their presentation because I'm just on the letter P right now. <laughs> Is just like below the surface, you got to be reaching out and stretching in order for you to support what's above the surface, what people see. It's not the iceberg. Yeah. It's it's not it, it's and and going back to that, if you look at that image, that image is similar to you know um, what is it yin yang because it's right. equally yeah. on both sides right. and it's in a continuum. 
so you know that that's I mean kind of out there and you 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 have to you have to think about it yeah. <laughs> you have to visualize it yeah and then you have to start putting it together and you have to do that in small amounts for you to begin to digest the whole picture that's right? right that's right that's um right. in order for you to actually really like you know yeah really really understand it and build and be building an understanding of it because everything we're all organisms and we're all changing but society is an organism and it's changing right. and everything history perspectives theory all that stuff um we're all in constant change so with that we all always got to be evaluating where we are and where we want to be right man he did it again man if you if you enjoyed this episode as much as i did listen show some love check me out on social media on ig derek asante underscore let me know that show me that love let me know that you appreciate this content um if you're on facebook hit me up over there as well just derek asante and uh let me know right let me know how you feel about the show how you feel about this episode and um but ultimately a special thanks to all our listeners and supporters right who not only follow the show but show some love on social media as well and ig like i said derek asante underscore and facebook um but also by purchasing books online at graymouthpublishing.com okay so make sure you, you go on there and you support um the local authors including myself and uh pick up some books whether it's for you or gifting it to somebody else all the love is really appreciated right also please tune in next week for the third part the third and final part of this uh incredible conversation with one of my best and also one of my favorite mentors as well as people on the planet all right that's mr john smith the one and only that you've been listening to um for two weeks now okay so without further ado thank you until next time love peace and happiness